0: He says ثم مسائل في الشعائر سنة يجب معرفتها وإياك أن تبتدع في دين الله سبحانه وتعالى ما لم يأتي به كتاب ولا فتكون مع الله سبحانه وتعالى على أعظم الخاطرين. So hamdulillah we explain this. Then he says something so nice. وجميع أصلها في الله تعالى subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says something so nice here. He says all the evidences of Tawheed, the foundations of those evidences are in the Quran. Mashallah. We have to reorient people when they are struggling in their Iman or struggling in their lives to first go to the Quran, not to people, not to other human beings. Fashaykh, he says, All of the evidences for the foundations of Tawheed asluha fi kitab wa sunnati, uh, uh, wa ta'ala. The person asking about Taraweeh, Alhamdulillah, in Instagram. There's no need to waste people's time on that. We talked about it last week, inshaAllah. Habibi, you can go and watch the lecture from last week, inshaAllah. We explained it over there. But Barakallahu great question. وَقَدْ ذَكَرَهَا شُيُوخُنَا رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُمْ فِي كُتُبِهِمْ الَّتِي صَنَّفُوا فِي أُصُولِ الْدِّيانَاتِ Then he says and those evidences are mentioned by our teachers in the books of usul al-diyat. Then he continues and he says وَعَلَى جُمْلَتِي كُلُّ مَا لَا تَأْمَنُ الْهَلاكَ فِي جَهْلِهِ this is actually a very beautiful statement that we should take with us throughout our lives. And that is that تَأْمَنُوا الْهَلَاكَ فَطَالَبُوا fard. That anything whose ignorance prevents us from feeling secure about our state in the hereafter, then learning about it is an obligation. Allahu Akbar. So how, how should I prioritize what I need to learn in in din The questions, who's your Lord? What's your deen? Who's the one who taught you this religion? فَكُلُّ مَا لَا الْحَلَاكَ فِي جهري, Right? Being ignorant of it is not going to be an excuse. Being ignorant of it may actually prevent me from being secure in the hereafter then that is an individual obligation upon me. It's not allowed for you to avoid it. Shaykh, he emphasizes, he says, so that is what it is. Then he says, here, he says something very beautiful. He says, so we talked about aqeedah We talked about fiqh. Now let's talk about seer to Allah, right? That relationship between you and Allah. He says, as for those things which are an obligation for you to know in tasawwuf, You have to know what, it, what is obligatory and what is prohibited. حَتَّى لك تعظيم الله. Until you start to experience the greatness of Allah. له, and sincerity to Him. That you experience like sincerity in purpose and the preservation and safety of your actions. And he said, this is what we're going to go over in this book here. Then he says, uh, excuse me, And then what you have to know related to the issues of sharia. فَكُلُّ مَا عَلَيكَ فَرْضُ فِعْلِهِ وَجَبَ عَلَيكَ مَعْرِفَتُهُ He says something here also, it's nice man. He says anything which is an obligation upon you, then knowing about it is an obligation a أَدِّيَهُ So that you can do it. Like purification, like prayer, like fasting. وَأَمَّا He says, as for things like hajj, zakat, jihad, marriage, other things like this, right? They become obligatory upon you at the moment you need to do them. Right? So you want to go to hajj, So you should take like a course how to make hajj. You need to pay zakah, reach out to someone who can help you pay zakah, and so on and so forth. So that you can perform them correctly because if you don't learn about them, how are you going to do it? He said, these things that I just explained to you, what you have to know about usuludin, what you have to know about sir to Allah, you know, sir with Allah. Your, your relationship with Allah. And what you have to know about fiqh, فَهَذَا حَدٌ مَا يَلْزَمُ تَحْصِيلُهُ This is what you have to know without any shadow of a doubt. And the reason that these things are fard is because you can't achieve success, meaning, in the hereafter without them. Maybe, yeah, what he means, someone's asking, you mentioned marriage and obligatory at that time. Yeah, so someone starts to feel like, you know what, I want to get married, right? Then at that moment, they need to start learning. How do you get married according to Sharia? What are the things that you need to have in place? What are the conditions of nikah? How does nikah happen? Right? What are the rights of each spouse and responsibilities? At that moment, they should know that as much as they can in a general way before they get married. And this also includes emotional and psychological issues. مَا أَنْقُضُ بِهِ جميع الملل الْكُفْرِ Maybe you might ask, does this mean that I have to learn everything related to the science of theology, which is going to allow me then to defeat the other religions around me, like if they try to argue with me, do I have to know all that stuff? وَأَلْزِمُهُمُ حجة الإسلام. So someone's saying, do I have to know everything about theology and Sharia to the point that I can like defend Islam at the highest level from the attacks of the disbelievers and I can defend Islam from Me, just as a normal person, do I have to know all that? He says, no, this is the job of scholars. This is a communal obligation. A communal obligation today, I think, in Yaqeen, there's a great paper that came out, mashallah, on expanding the idea of fardu kifaya. You should read it. It came out, I think, today. It's really good, mashallah. Written by Sheikh Yusuf Wahhab al Azhari, one of, one of our dear brothers. <laughs> he said, and what is an obligation upon you is to know whatever is going to set your creed correct. What is going to allow you to have proper belief in Allah Azzawajal. We talked about this two weeks ago, the 50 obligations and any doubt that you may have. No more. This is very important. He said, and this is the opinion of the majority of Sunnis. Ah, هذا علم Kalam, بلا شك. We know that the majority of Sunni ulama throughout history من أهل kalam. I like to tell people who say Islam is anti-intellect, this and this. You can say, man, the science of theology is called علم Kalam, The knowledge of talking. Because we should talk about God. The knowledge of being silent. He said, Also, it's not a must upon you. To know the secondary issues of the scholars of theology, like we see now between the Salafis and the Sufis and the people of Kalam and the people of Athar, unfortunately presenting these secondary issues as the main issues. When these are issues of secondary importance. وَدَقَائِقِهِ والإتيان على على جميع مسائله لا يا شيخ then he says here's the point that I made earlier نعم إن وردت عليك شبهة في أصول الدين تخاف أن تقدح أن تقدح في اعتقالي فيتصين عَلَيْكَ حل تلك الشبهة بما أمكن من الكلام المقنع المقنع here he says something but if you encounter a doubt in your life or something that starts to confuse you related to theology, at that moment, you need to ask about it. And Sheikh Al-Ghazari says, be careful of wasting your time arguing and fighting with people. Can you imagine if he was alive today and he saw this? Western Muslims need to fear Allah. Because for the last 25 years, we have not taught Islam to build amongst ourselves. We taught Islam to destroy each other. And look at the fruit. So he says, Be careful of arguing and debating. Because it's a sickness, a pure illness. For which there is no cure. So with all your might, avoid it. فَإِنَّ مَنِ لَمْ يُفْلِحُ It's because the person that gets caught up in it will never succeed. And now, subhanAllah, if we, we ask most Muslims, what are you learning? They'll talk about, I learned this sheikh was wrong, this sheikh was wrong, this scholar was wrong, this, was wrong, this group is wrong This is wrong. This person made this mistake. This person made this. That's not learning. That's talk show. That's Jerry Springer, bro. But if you ask them, can you read Al-Fatiha correctly? No. How you treat your wife or your, your children or your husband? Right? This online social media Islam needs to be regulated in a way that it's constructively building people, not amplifying differences and turning things into talk shows. Oh, why, why, Subhanallah? We're going to imitate other people. Then he says, So, ma'am, and who either can kulli fee coolly min duati, a hli sunnati, Yahulu shubuha, where you rub duala a hli bida, where you still be had the ilm, where you suffi kulub a hli happy and was worse in Mubtahia. Fakad sakat al fardu amman siwa. He says, and know that if there are a scholar or a scholar, but here we say scholars, amongst you, wherever you live, that are dealing with the issues of theology and fiqh and purification of the heart and responding to the aggressions of non-Muslims, then it's not an obligation upon you. <laughs> إِلَّا مَا He said the same thing with ilm al You don't have to know all the little subtle things about the heart and the ruh and the soul and this and this. لا, this is how people got lost. He said, but what you gotta know, You have to know about those things that are good for your heart, that are gonna be about your salvation. So you can avoid those evil things. And those things which Allah has commanded for your heart to adopt. And I'll say this now. One of the most important things that the hearts of the Muslims should adopt is having a good assumption with God. And nowadays you find that hard. Then he mentions, what are those obligations on your heart? Sincerity, being praise, praising Allah, being grateful, relying on Allah, you have to know those things so you can do them. So also the same thing with fiqh, you don't have to know all the secondary issues like Sales and transactions and renting and marriage and divorce, the deeper issues, not the foundations and criminal offenses because that's for scholars to know, for teachers to know. Then he says Now as we finish, he takes us into the last important point about knowledge and that is, after identifying what is knowledge, the purpose of knowledge, the three types of knowledges we should focus on, talking about innovation in religion, then talking about what we have to learn and what we don't have to learn, now he talks about having a teacher. And if you say, Those things that you mentioned that I have to know, right, those foundational aspects of knowledge. Especially here related to Tawheed. Is it possible to achieve that without a teacher? He said, of course, if you have a teacher, it's gonna make life easier for you, young. It's gonna make it easier and you're gonna be more relaxed because you have like it's like someone guiding you, right? Wallahu taala bi fadlihi. Yam tan ware manya share o min iberi, but Allah can bless who He wants. Fayakuno, who amo alimo, whom Subhano, who were tara. Though madam, anna, he'll akabatal letti, he akabatul ilmi akabatun kath kaudun. Wallakin beha yenaru motlubo al maksud. Ah. So the sheikh is saying. It's better if you have a teacher. It's easier. It's going to make life easier for you. Then he says, "Rahimuhu taala," talking about this way of knowledge, this obstacle of knowledge. He says, anna hadhihi alaqabat it's not an easy obstacle What can be but if you stick through it and you push through it you will achieve what you're looking for its benefits are great and to avoid it it's going to give you a hard time and its danger that we talked about earlier is immense how many people turned away from knowledge? Because sometimes, man, I just don't want to learn, dude. Like, I don't want to learn, bro. I'm good. So now he's warning people don't, don't be negligent of learning. How many people turned away from it and went astray? And how many people tried to take this path and slipped? And how many people went through it confused? منقطع، من are just talking about more or less. It's, it's a dangerous, long, important path. So it's good to have a teacher. But of course, everything is with Allah. So after talking about, yeah, you know, teacher, not teacher, then he mentions like, yo, this is a tough path to make it easy for yourself. You want to have a teacher. Then he mentions that everything rests on knowledge. And that the benefits of knowledge مِنْ شِدَّةِ الْحَجَّةِ لِلْعَبْدِ ilay, We mentioned earlier how much you need it in order to worship and perform and live life accordingly. وَبِنَاءِ أَمْرِ الْعِبَادَةِ كُلِّهِ علي, And how ibadah itself is founded on knowledge عِلْمُ التَّوْحِيدِ وَعِلْمُ سري. Especially the knowledge of Tawhid and the knowledge of the path. فَلَقَدْ رُوِيَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَىٰ أَوْحَىٰ إِلَىٰ دَوُودَ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ He said, and Ru'ya means it's probably weak. Right? This form Ru'ya is called Sighatu Tamreed. Sighatu Tamreed with Daed. Ru'ya means like it's not necessarily strong, but it's therefore a lesson. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to Sayyidina Dawud. عَلَيْهِ سَلَاتُ وَالسَّلَامِ فَقَالَ يَا دَوُودَ تَعَلَّمِ الْعِلْمَ الْنَافِع he said to Sayyidina Dawood, daoud "Learn beneficial knowledge." Sayyidina Dawood daoud said, Fa qala ilahi What's beneficial knowledge? "Qala an Tarifa jalali wa wakibri'ayi wa kamal qadrati ada kulli shay." He said that you learn about my transcendence, about my greatness, about my authority, and my complete power over all things. Allahu akbar. فَإِنَّ هَٰذَا الَّذِي يُقَرِّبُكَ إِلَيْهِ Because that's the knowledge that's going to bring me closer to you. وَأَنْ عَرِيٍ كَرَّمَ اللَّهُ وَجْهَهُ أَنَّهُ قَالْ مَا يَسُرُّنِي أَلَّوْ مِتْتُ تِفْلًا وَدَخَلْتُ جَنَّةُ وَلَمْ أَكْبَرْ فَأَعْرِفْ رَبِّي Sayyidina رضي الله تعالى عنه He said, I wouldn't be happy that if I had died as a child. And I, I, I never had the chance to grow and learn and know Allah. Subhanallah. He said, you know, w- I wouldn't be happy if I died as a child and went straight to Jannah. But I never had the chance to grow and know Allah. say, وَسَيْدُنَ عَالِيَ هَذَا عَعْرِفْ بِاللَهِ min That's the difference between someone, Arif and عَالِم. وَلَمْ أَكْبَرْ فَأَعْرِفْ رَبِّي يعني ما هذا. That wouldn't make me happy if I just went to Jannah but I never had the opportunity to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar. فَإِنَّ أعلم النَّاسِ بِاللَّهِ أَشَّدُّهُمْ خَشَّةً وَأَكْثَرُهُمْ عِبَارَةً وَأَحْسَنُهُمْ فِي اللَّهِ سبحانه وَتَعَالَىٰ نَصِيحَةً Then Sayyidina Imam Al-Ghazari عنه anhu he says that, you know, the people who know Allah the most are those who have the most reverence for Allah and those who are most in worship and those who are most sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فِي فِي At the end, he finishes talking about sincerity. And he says, you know, as to the difficulties, of these things, then strive hard to be sincere in seeking knowledge. And let, and you know, he's saying here, especially for the non-scholar, you should seek the meaning and the general feelings and, and correct understandings of Islam. Not all the riwayat, this sheikh, this sheikh, from this, from this, from this, this asani, this, 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 this. this. لا. Seek ikhlas. Sayyidina Imam Malik used to say, العلم لَيْسَ bi الْرِوَايَةِ and the is not just about this, from this, 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 لَكِنَّهُ نُورُ but it's a light that Allah puts in the heart of the people. Of course we have to learn, but you don't have to get into all that stuff. وَعْلَمْ أَنَّ الْخَطْرَ عَظِيمٌ فَمَنْ طَلَبَ الْعِلْمُ لِيَصْرِفَ بِهِ وُجُوهَ النَّاسِ إِلَيْهِ وَيُجَالِسَ بِهِ, الأمراء ويباهي به النظراء Now at the end, Imam Al-Ghazali talks about something I think is very important. You know, subhanAllah, when I first studied, studied and finished the Quran, I memorized the Quran, alhamdulillah, and my teacher in Oklahoma, I was asked to give a khutbah at a small MSA, you know? Like small, Anwar, he's been to Oklahoma, he knows. Like a small MSA. So I thought, khalas, it's nothing, you know, just go first time, give a khutbah at a small MSA. Hafiz the Quran, alhamdulillah. <laughs> Memorize the Quran, no problem. So I went to my sheikh. I said, yes, sheikh. This MSA asked me to come and give the khutbah. He said, no, 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 no. It's not good for you. It's not good for your development, man. And I remember... What he told me, the statement of Sidney Imam Ibn Al-Ta'ala, Udfun (laughs) Wajudaka fi Ardil Khumur, Fama Nabata, Fama Lam Yudfan, Fama Nabata, Fama Lam Yudfan, Udfun Wajudaka fi Ardil Khumuri, Fama Lam Yudfama, Dufin Lemmi, I forgot. But Sidney Imam Ibn Al-Ta'ala says, Dig yourself in a deep earth. فَمَا نَبَتَ مِمَّا لَمْ يُدْفَنْ وَلَمْ يُتِمْ Alhamdulillah, الَّذِي عَلَّمَنَا مَا كُنَّا nasina. He says, dig yourself in the earth, deep, fertile earth. Because what's not dug deep will never grow and it won't ripen. I want to warn those brothers and sisters that are new to knowledge, you should not have Instagram accounts. You shouldn't be out there like that. You need to be working on yourselves. You don't need to be building, building yourself in that way. That's not the way of knowledge. One of my teachers, Sheikh Abdullah Hammoud from Yemen used to say, sirru wa the knowledge is between you and Allah, it ain't for the people. When I remember I went to the Sheikh and I said, Mashallah. He said, no, no, we're not having a party in the masjid. We're not doing nothing. He was trying to teach me something. I said, why? He said, it's not for the people. You didn't do that for the people. I remember one time in Azhar, I was walking across the campus and one American came to me and grabbed me and said, I wanna to talk to you, I wanna to talk to you. How can I go to the this, this university in Egypt? I said, why? They said, I wanna be famous. Then he started to mention some famous uh, Imams. I said, that's why you wanna study this? That's why you wanna learn? You wanna learn for this reason? We have to be very, very careful. So, if you're new to your studies and you don't have a guide or a sheikh, man, don't be jumping on on online, man, and making a name for yourself like that. It's not appropriate because you're not ripe yet. And unripened fruit, it doesn't taste good. It actually can poison people. That's different. I, I, I. Someone's asking, but how are we going to listen to you? I'm not saying I'm free of that test, but I put in my work. I didn't start in the public. I don't think people hear what I'm saying. You don't want to start in public. You don't want to start with fame. Start with sweat and blood and tears. Start living poor for studies. I remember there was a brother, mashallah, in Egypt from the US. He he struggled, man, to stay there to study. He experienced poverty. So I don't think people are hearing me. I'm saying as you start, as the seed starts to grow, the light of fame is gonna burn that seed. That's not a good thing. Learn first and then talk to your teacher and get that permission. That's the point. It's like someone that goes to the gym once and now they wanna go enter a competition. Like what are you gonna accomplish? And the knowledge in the beginning demands secrecy. It demands that it's for Allah. So he says, He says, so be careful. One of the most dangerous things of knowledge is that somebody who seeks it to gain the attention of the people, and to sit with the leaders, right? The government leaders and so on, without any real reason. بِهِ And to argue with, and here it means like people who like to debate. There's another narration that al juhala The dumb people. وَيَتَصَيَّدُ بِهِ And then to like, you know, capture others. then this is a, a bankrupt business, man. And great loss. الله الله Whoever learns knowledge to you know impress the ulama and to argue with ignorant people and to gain followers and the attention of people. Allah will put that person in hellfire. We ask Allah to protect us all. None of us are free of this. This is a challenge. We ask Allah to forgive us all. Ya Rabb. And this hadith, by the way, is weak. It's related by Tirmidhi, but the meaning is sahih. Then he mentions the statement of Sheikh Al-Bastami. Qala Abu Yazid Al-Bastami, Al-Bastami, yani ba, A'miltu fil mujahadati thalathina sana. Sheikh al-Bastami, he fought in jihad for 30 years. فَمَا وَجَدْتُ من العلم He said, I never saw anything more dangerous than knowledge and the danger it presents. Meaning that fame, that thirst for attention. He says, also be careful that shaitan will try to use this against you. Say, oh, don't learn. You shouldn't learn. It's too dangerous. La, 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 la. فَلَا تَظُنَّ ذَارِكَ فَلَقَدْ رُوِيَ عَلْ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَىٰهِ صلى قَالَ اُطْلِعْتُ لَيْرَةُ الْمِعْرَاجِ In the process, he mentions this narration of al الْمِعْرَاجِ فَرَأَيْتُ he says, actually, excuse me. He says, and be careful that Shaitan tricks you and makes you think, oh, you have a lot of knowledge, so you don't have to practice, you don't have to worship. Your knowledge is good. Then he mentions that the Prophet on the night of Isra and Mi'raj, he saw the hellfire and he asked, who are the mo- who are the most people in hellfire? They said al-fuqara, the impoverished. And the Prophet and he said min al-mal from from wealth. qala la then he says, One second, my screen here, yeah. So he says, be careful that everything he said, that shaitan will try to trick you and keep you from learning. Oh man, I'm not going to learn this. It's very dangerous. like I I, I don't want to learn because of all of these challenges. La la, you have to trust in Allah. Whatever Allah has given you, you take it. Right, what you have love for, but love needs like direction, man. So, when we're saying here, if you just started learning, you shouldn't be on Instagram paying for likes, you shouldn't be in that space. The knowledge starts in secrecy, the knowledge starts in the cave of Hira, it doesn't start on the other problem with that is. Is that when I accustom my knowledge to the ethos of, say, Instagram or TikTok or Snapchat, then this is what is going to now create the standards of adab. And that's wrong. You know, some of the greatest scholars, they had no followers. (laughs) Like, it's the truth. And some of the great scholars that you love now, they died alone. They weren't popular in their lifetime. Imam al Bukhari. SubhanAllah, read about how he died. Imam Ibn Rushd. Imam Ibn Rushd, he died under house arrest. Al-Qadi Abu Bakr ibn al-Arabi or Al-Qadi Iyad, if I remember. They went to visit him and they asked the people, where is he? They said, he's, he's in this old uh, house by himself. Sayyidina Imam Malik You know, for a, an extended period of time, he didn't go to the masjid to pray because of fitna. Don't romanticize these people. Sayyidina Imam Abu Hanifa, he he died in prison. So the ethos of knowledge has never been about likes. It's about ikhlas, to be with Allah. And we have to be very careful of how, especially in the West, contemporary religion as it's portrayed in the West is very shallow. It's one that roots itself in attention. لا الحق كنت بوحدك يعني. say the truth even if you're by yourself in a polite way of course so the end of this section Sayyidina Imam Al-Ghazari is undermining everything we understand to mean a person is value today and that is that the real value is on life and offline and we have to be very careful even the, the older Uh, people, teachers like others, all of us, none of us are free of this danger. Control yourself, check yourself. I posted about this today on Instagram. What is really valuable to you? Who are the people that really inform your intrinsic value? That's where you want to take your light from. We're commanded to teach. We're commanded to engage the people. Absolutely. Whether it's two people or a thousand people, it don't matter. Doesn't matter. And what orbits around me? My wife. Someone asked me. It's a great question. I love it. My wife. First person to tell me if I'm doing right or wrong is my wife. Who knows if I miss Fajr in the masjid? My wife. Right? So you're, you're, that's why Satan Yusuf said about his mom and dad, they are the sun and the moon. And my brothers are stars. That's what orbits around him. That's what reflects his illumination. And that's what he reflects. Right now, Instagram, they told me, if you go live, we'll pay you to go live if you do certain things. I'm like, nah, man, I'm not about that, bro. Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to get paid. But not like that. Because then I start to wonder. what these people trying to do, man? So, you got to be careful. And none of us are free of this. You ask yourself right now as you listen to me, whoever you are, how much weight does social media put on your sense of self-worth? How much weight of something that you don't even know for real? It's, It's imaginary. That weight should come from people closest to you, people who love you. People who care about you. When I see Anwar every week, I'm happy because I've known Anwar now almost thirty years. It's crazy. I knew Anwar when there was a, a tornado in Oklahoma. Anwar came to my state. That's that's a ride or die person. I can take value from my relationship with Anwar. I've known him for. I knew when they started Islamic Relief. Hey, can I yeah. Can I you? Yeah. Go ahead. I've
1: known this since the nineties. And what we knew about the sheikh is, he would do whatever his teacher said. What the sheikh said today is easy to say, it's more difficult to do. So he was taking clear instructions. When we invited him to Islamic relief events, he would first need to get permission from his sheikh. He spent years, years paying his dues. Then after his teacher in Oklahoma, he had other teachers in America. Then he spent years studying in al azam then he came back and he studied He didn't have an Instagram, Snapchat, or the Swiss Academy for decades until he put the hard work in. So I just wanna really verify what the sheriff is saying. He's not paying me to say this. I just wanna verify what he's saying he actually does and there's witnesses who have known him for 30 years who have seen this. So the Instagram today came from the hard work memorizing the
0: quran studying from scholars from africa and going anywhere in the world to study Parc al-fiq. Parc al-fiq. and most of the you know most of the brothers in my era and sisters we learned from imam siraj i remember we would invite, invite imam siraj and jamal badawi and they would not take money they would not take money recently someone contacted me And they said we know you're an influencer i said the only thing i'm influencing is my diaper's daughter bro my my daughter's diaper and my oldest daughter who's trying to decide what college she wants to get into that's who i should be influencing how much do you charge per letter i said nah i don't know nothing about all that man it's not because i'm a good person but that's not that's not islamic work man that's not how we work for we need to help and support each other mashallah i heard about one imam MashaAllah in the US, Anwar, he refused, he refuses to take money for Palestine and Kashmir and, and, and uh, uh, Ethiopia. He said, I refuse, I, I can do any other relief work you want me to, and the Uyghurs, I think is what I heard. But he said, these people and the Rohingya, he said, I'm not taking money, I'm going to do the work. And I know that he did a whole contract for two weeks in the month of Ramadan, Akhi. Every day, public posting, putting stuff out. I'm not going to say his name because he told me not to. And he told me, I cannot sleep at night taking money because of what's happened in Palestine. I cannot take... uh, uh," Because he's not a relief, relief organization that's different. Alhamdulillah, they need that money to function. But he himself, as an imam, he said, as an imam, it's not right for me to take money from people like this. When we're helping the community. I said, subhanAllah. And that brother, he needs... I almost contacted, you know, some of those organizations like, yo, can you slide him a little something, you know, slide him a little something. But he was like, I can't take money for that. I can't take money for that. Who taught us that stuff, man, is Imam Suraj. Man, Imam Suraj and Dr. Jamal do not get enough credit for how they raised us and taught us what it means to work. And, and Imam Suraj used to always tell us that, it's an honor that Allah allows you to work for him. Like that's enough. So here Imam Al-Ghazali says, He said, be careful that Shaitan tells you that. Like, oh my gosh, knowledge is so dangerous, don't learn. He said, He said, don't, don't fall for that because it is reported. I mean, it's not strong. That the prophet said, "Utlig tu Layla Mi'raj on the night of Isra in Mi'raj al Nahr. I saw hellfire. Faraytu akthar ahlih al and in the most of its occupants were the poor. Qalu yara surallah min al Mal. I said, you mean they didn't have money?' Qala la min al 'Ilm. They didn't have knowledge." فَمَنْ لَمْ يَتَعَلَّمُ الْعِلْمَ لَا يَتَأَتَّى لَهُ أَحْكَامُ الْعِبَادَاتِ وَالْقِيَامُ بِحُقُوقِهَا كَمَا يَنْبَغِي he keeps saying it over and over. Who hasn't learned is not going to be able to worship correctly. وَلَوْ أَنَّ رَجُلًا عَبَدَ اللَّهَ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعْرَ إِبَادَةَ مَلَائِكَةِ السَّمَوَاتِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ كَانَ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ. He said, "You know, he's, this is, of course, is hyper, hyper, hyperbole, but he's like, if somebody worshipped Allah Subhanahu wa Taala like the Malaika for for a long extended period of time without knowledge, they would still be in trouble. They would st- still be in trouble. So work hard to seek knowledge and study. And avoid being lazy and, like you know, we say in Oklahoma, like heavy boned. Wa illa fa antafi khatr dalal because you're going to be lost. Then he says, And He says, you know, again." Kind of going back to what he said earlier, the crux of this issue is that if you were to look at all the evidences around you, they would point to you to the fact that you have a God who's all-powerful, all-knowing, living, willing, hearing, and seeing. Uh, and he says, who, of course, you know, is is free and transcendent of any kind of beginning or end. Right or any type of human speech or human knowledge or human physical will, مقدس عن كل wa وآفات free of any imperfections or mistakes. لا يصفو بصفات المحدثين ولا يجوز عليه ما يجوز على المخلوقين ولا يشبهه شيئا من خلقه ولا يشبهه شَيْءٌ ولا of course, he's going into these issues about God again, subhanahu wa ta'ala and the foundations that you know that Allah is free of imperfections, free of being like creation. Creation is like him. He's not hadith. He doesn't have a beginning or an end. And I actually have a lecture on YouTube introducing Aqeedah, the first part's up, second part hopefully will come this week. And it's impossible for us, it's not allowed to compare God to any of his creation. So therefore, we don't describe him in a location or a place. Subhanahu wa Taala. Then he talks about the prophets. He says, وَنَظَرْتُ في He said, If you were to take just a glance at the miracles of the prophet, and the signs he brought, and the things he taught, and the announcements related to his prophethood, you would know that he, alayhi salatu wasalam, is trustworthy, truthful, and honest, in everything that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him, uh, sallallahu I'm trying now to finish uh, this chapter. Let's see how much we have left, because yeah, we don't want to take too much time. We may stop here. Just because, yeah, it's getting now almost eight. It's been an hour and a half. Nah, we'll stop there because there's still some more things to cover. Next week, insha'Allah ta'ala, we'll continue with the Aqabat al-Ilmi and we'll finish it. Alhamdulillah. For those of you joining on Instagram, this is recorded. You can watch it on Instagram again. And also it's put up on my YouTube page. Most importantly, you can join us here on the Zoom at icnyu. If there's any questions, uh, I'm more than happy to take them now. Let me just glance at the chat. As I said earlier, the reason that I'm reading this in Arabic is unfortunately the translation uh, is not bad, but it's not good, right? It, the translation I found um, was not as uh, is not as precise as it should be. And now I'm just translating from the Dome so I'm sure in my translation, there'll be some challenges, uh, but it happens, alhamdulillah wa illa billah. And again, ask Allah subhanahu to help us, to you know, protect us from challenges. None of us, and that's why we have to have a community that supports one another. We, we're we in a strange place because we, we have adopted the hatred. Hating a Muslim is popular, right? So perhaps we have inadvertently Translated that into hating each other. So we love to find shortcomings. But everyone makes mistakes, man. Kullu bani adam We have to create a community that when it comes to you know mistakes that are normal, right? We're not talking about egregious errors and things like that. We carry each other a little bit, man. Nah. So there's a few questions, I'm taking them now. I see Imam Mark Manley is here. Allahu Akbar, Imam Mark Manley is here. Allahu Masalli wa Sallamu Mubarak. And Ahsan has taken notes. That's the other thing if you're on the Zoom. Mashallah, you get to check out the notes that Ahsan has taken. This class is recurring every Tuesday, alhamdulillah, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. We're reading Minhaj Al-Abidin of Imam Al-Ghazari, where he recognizes seven obstacles to a life of faith and devotion in the first is knowledge he helps us navigate the dangers of knowledge right any uh questions before uh we we'll let people go barakallahu feek also anwar for your nice words may allah bless you inshallah <laughs> i have a question
1: absolutely um so you were talking about how
0: when it comes to like the pursuit of knowledge or when
1: you're studying or anything We shouldn't really be out there kind of you know exposing that too much especially when we're in the beginning is that more so in regards of like speaking on issues that we don't really have any idea about or just in general where like disengaging with the community and for example like quran reflection circles or things like that
0: yeah so again like i know who's asking this question mashallah mashallah good student good good person alhamdulillah may allah bless you and your family NYU folks, um, so we need to take everything I said in moderation, right? We don't want to go too extreme, right? In either way, so when we talk about in the early stages of our studies, right, we do not need to put ourselves out there in the culture of exhibition that is really just there for attention. But let's say you, I know you, so let's say your local masjid, right? They need some, they need a woman to conduct a tafsir circle. For young people You should do that Absolutely That's very different But think about it In my time The khutbah Back in those days That's where you got All the attention Right That's where You you, you may get Unhealthy attention But the sheikh At the same time He didn't let me do that He made me Teach Ajrumiyah To new brothers So he kept me away From the bling But he had me working He had me going Into the prisons And teaching people Right at that time but he kept me away from that, you know, the, the 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 glitz, man, the unhealthy attention. I hope that answers your question. So, most definitely, like say MSA halakas, things like that, where they need people to teach, of course, because if nobody does it, it's not going to happen. But what what we're talking about here is, especially the way the world is now, right? Everybody, you know, people jumping off concrete buildings, man, 300 feet above the earth to get attention. It's crazy. Right? (laughs) This is what Imam al Ghazali is warning us about, right? Falling into getting the shine before we're we're ready. In fact, my teacher, he told me a funny story. (laughs) When he was teaching in Senegal, he said there was this guy, he became famous because he had a nice voice he didn't really have a lot of knowledge but he had a nice voice so people started to invite him to sing like what you what, what some people like consider like qasidas and stuff right so you know he would do it and people got confused like wow he has a nice voice that must mean automatically it equates to like knowledge so then he came to the sheikh, my teacher Sheikh ahmed and he said can i study with you he said yeah he said okay Sheikh, just one one request can I go in the back door of your house? Can I go to the back, the alley, at nighttime? The sheikh, he said, such a strange request. But then the sheikh, I realized he didn't, the guy, he didn't want people seeing him learn. That's the other good sign of a teacher that you see them learning. My teacher used to say, and Azhar Sheikh Hijazi used to say, a good teacher not only teaches you how to teach, he teaches you how to study. He teaches you how to sit and learn. I remember in, uh, in the first year or second year, Dr. Hassan, who was a, our teacher in, in Madaki Fiqh, who was like, mashallah, man, this dude's like 10 brains, you know what I'm saying? And we would go to the class of Sheikh Ahmad Taharayan and he would be sitting next to us, taking notes. For not only did he teach us like, you know, as a teacher, but we saw him as a student. And I think that's what, you know, Imam Ghazali is saying, like, don't make the reason for teaching attention. Any other, uh, I hope that answers your question, inshallah. Any other questions, inshallah? We know this Friday, the IC NYU is opening up to NYU folks. Uh, I'm looking forward to being there, alhamdulillah. Uh, in NYU, mashallah, mashallah. A lot of students, a lot of co-workers and friends, alhamdulillah. And then the second thing is on Friday night, we're also going to have a program, uh, hopefully in Brooklyn Park with myself and Imam Khalid by Jane's Carousel. So we look forward to seeing people look for that information, I think, to come out on Thursday. Any other questions people are asking, every Tuesday we meet at 7, alhamdulillah, 6.30, sorry, Eastern. And we'll continue to read through the book. And the reason that we're reading through the book is... The translation is a little bit, a little bit, God bless people. You know what I mean? I have no gripes. It's not easy. Um, but Charlotte, we want to make sure that we're really reading it well. Any other questions? Someone's asking, I suffer from low mood and anxiety disorder. What can I do to be more disciplined? I, I don't know. This is not my field, but I think this is something that you may need to talk to your primary physician about. And then maybe see if there's like some type of therapy uh, or even medication that you can take. This is not something that I'm trained in. So I'm not able to give an answer uh, for that, inshallah. May Allah cure you and bless you. And really thankful that you felt comfortable enough to ask that question here. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise you, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an al alhaq wa an yuslih vaalana wa yuthabit qadamana wa yansurna ya rabbal alameen. Inshallah, we'll post the recordings of this later on YouTube. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.